0: Hey, everybody, Jeff Bede here with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast, excited to welcome several amazing people here to the show to talk about uh, an amazing piece of martial arts fair uh, for your enjoyment. We're talking about Shadowfish 3, and I have with me uh, the amazing cast and crew. Uh, we have Angel Brophy right there, Robert Hello, Jefferson, guys. Bobby Samuels. Yep ron hall and we are expecting one more person to come by so we were just going to give her a, a little bit of time to uh, gather herself and and join us but uh gentlemen thank you so much for joining the show and talk about this amazing piece of uh, martial arts awesomeness thanks for having us man greatly appreciate uh-huh. it awesome so all right let me do this really quickly because uh, there's something that i wanted to uh to relay uh regarding uh shadow fish 3 uh and uh, i'm not sure how many people will will recognize it but i'm gonna play it and uh, let, i'll i'll gauge the reaction once i play it because uh for everybody who grew up in, in my era um i was born in 71 so you know la- the late 70s early 80s was uh was important for what? me for uh, yeah 71? yeah 71 yes yes what? I'm 71. <laughs> thank you do you sleep I- in the I- top <laughs> uh, stealing the
1: freshness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. But um, all right, let me do this. But uh, like I said, uh, late seventies, early eighties, uh, Saturday afternoon, with theater was a big deal. So let's see who remembers this. Smooth. Uh, there you go. Does anybody remember that? <laughs> yeah. I
2: remember it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that was like a siren call for uh, for anybody in my generation. You know, Saturday afternoon or so, about three o'clock, um, when that came on, uh, you came running in from uh, outside to to uh, get your weekly dose of kung fu, and uh, that was you know that was that was like home. You know, that was home for me. And um, I got I remember being kind of angry when Abbott and Costello came on. Not that I didn't like Abbott and Castello, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I wanted, too, my, I wanted my first? No, I wanted my kung fu fixed Exactly exactly. Yeah. But I um, think, I think in different cities it was called different
2: things. In New York it was called Black Belt oh. Theater. Right uh, right. Yeah, and Philadelphia the same. <laughs> so it was one kung this, fu <laughs> out of town was kung fu theater for for Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> but I, I bring that up because uh, watching Shadow Fist uh, from the beginning felt like um being back home it felt like uh being back in that kung fu film vibe that kung fu drive-in vibe uh so and i know that there was a there was an intent there to uh bring us back to those to those times so uh robert robert uh talk to me about uh, what was the inspiration behind uh bringing shadow fist to life
3: um well initially um Bobby and I
4: wanted to do because we've been doing like a lot of roundabout martial arts style shorts. And then Bobby one day was like, I really want to do like an old school scene. And we started talking about um uh, different things we could do. So we did like a six-minute short about three years ago just to see what it would, you know, more for fun than anything. And everybody was like, No, that was too short. We need more. So We did Shadow Fist 2, which which introduced the whole idea of the scroll and everybody really liked that. And so then, they were like, okay, you know, people were were writing to us like, you know, is there going to be a sequel? So we were like, okay. And we were like, now we got to try and top Shadow Fist 2, which we didn't know how we were going to do. And with the help of uh, Ron and Angel and, and Roxy and, I, and all the people that, that jumped on board, I, th- I think we, will re- we managed to put together something special. And, and the idea was exactly what you're saying, which is why I'm smiling so big. It's like to really give you that feeling of how we felt back in those days on a Saturday afternoon, waiting, waiting for Kung Fu Theater to come on or Drive-In Theater or Black Belt Theater. Uh, whatever you want to call it. That that was the vibe. So that, so that it came across
0: as everything. You know what I mean? Awesome. Bobby, what about you? Uh, You know, you were, uh, you were part of that whole scene uh, with the, the, the eighties Kung Fu theater and, and uh, putting those things together. Um, When you were, uh, when you got together with uh, Robert to put this together, what was the, uh, what was the thinking? Uh, Were you, I mean, obviously you were excited to be to be part of it and to bring it to life. But what was the what was your thought into uh, putting that kung fu vibe into everything?
2: So, as everyone stated, you know, we grew up in these films and uh, I just these type of films have always been very special to me as far as the entry for me to get into martial arts films. Um, But as time went on, you know, martial arts cinema evolved um and the wire work and swordplay and then films were done in hong kong and then gradually they started moving to china and 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 how now we have a whole nother nexus of how kung fu movies are, are viewed today um but i just wanted something where robert and i thought about it and i said you know if we're going to do this we have to do it in a nostalgic way um but also put our own spin on it um of course, you know, I could have went with the wireworks and the high gag high flying gags and things of that nature, but I wanted to keep it pure. uh One of my favorite uh directors from that era was uh Lao and um I speak with Mark Hardin all the time, and uh you know he is the heir to uh, Lao Kaleong's uh kung fu lineage and he said one time he said, you guys should just keep moving forward. You guys are the future. And I told him, I said, well, look, I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it in the vein of how Sigong would have done it. Um, and that was my inspiration for, for, for shadow fist. But, uh, again, one, two, and three are just completely different. Um, but it gave us an opportunity to kind of create our own world. Uh, one individual, um, Director and action director, who's a, who, who's one of my favorite right now, uh, my my guy and that's Andy Chen. And when he did Into the Badlands, that was a yeah. profound effect upon. I said, Wow, this is mm. this is different for 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 American television to to actually embrace it like full on like that. You know, get the actors in in training for six and seven months in order to make sure that the actors could do the the action. So he was a big motivation behind this as well for me to pursue this type of film. Again, I just hope that everyone likes it and, uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with the world, uh, next month.
0: Yeah. It's great that you bring up into the badlands. That definitely did, uh, add a whole new wrinkle to action and and martial arts, uh, for Western audiences. Um, Ron, uh, as a, another veteran of, of Kung Fu films and, uh, and martial arts uh, entertainment, uh, what brought you to this project and what made you want to be part of it?
3: Well, me and Bobby have had a very long relationship, probably about 30 years. We met in Hong Kong <laughs> and we formed an instant brotherhood. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. two black guys from America find themselves in Hong Kong doing martial art movies. So that was an instant mm-hmm. connection. We've kept a relationship for 30 years. You know, we've tried to work together several times. And this project came along, and when Bobby told me about it, you know, it was just the right project to do. And I hadn't done a film in a while. I wanted to reintroduce myself to audiences because I know people haven't seen me in a while and wonder, you know, can this guy still do the type of stuff he was doing? And uh, I hope that uh, watching this film will dispel any of those notions that I can't.
0: I want to just uh, break in real quickly here and welcome Roxy Linda Vasquez to the show. Uh, the... oh, Roxy, welcome.
5: Welcome, Roxy. Hello. Roxy. Hey. Hello. I'm
1: sorry I'm late. I had some trouble.
0: No, okay. no
5: worries. Right. So I'm here. Excellent. Thank very
1: Thank Excellent. Very excited and thank you very much. Yes, and Ron, awesome.
2: going, back, going back to what Ron was saying. Yes, absolutely. Those were some again. We met in Hong Kong. Um, I actually, Ron came by by my apartment at one point, and we were like training and everything. And one of my movies was actually premiering in Hong Kong uh, one of those nights, and uh, Ron accompanied me uh, to the theater to see uh, Momin Bay, the film I did with Sammo. Um, and during the scene where um, there was a scene in there that that, that had some racial issues, um, I kind of felt bad and. Ron he sat beside me and I'll never forget he said you hold your head up high he said your performance was brilliant and you should be proud of yourself and he said he was proud of me and from that point forward it kind of like we have this brother relationship and he stood he stood by me and at, at a point when I, I, I was really feeling bad about certain things um, and he brought out the good qualities and so since then I've always searched for the right project for us to work together on, but, you know, hadn't materialized. But for Shadow Fist, I remember our Urban Action Showcase last year where Hugando Con Fuego and Shadowfish 2 premiered. Ron actually came and uh, he loved the films. And at that point, I said, you know what? I wonder if I should ask him or not, you know, but I did. <laughs> uh, he was willing to uh, join the cast. So
0: that's fantastic uh angel let me go to you and uh talk about uh your involvement in this project action director uh producer um when you were uh when you were getting involved with this knowing that it was going to be that martial arts epic were you jazzed were you uh, intimidated what was your what was your initial reaction to everything
1: well uh, i was very excited because uh, i've been now working i think Maybe this is our third year working together with yes. uh, Mr. Samuels yep. and and Jeff. So every time that I work with them, I, I just feel at home. they they just very easygoing. Uh, they like like to bounce off ideas. They like to uh, you know get. The people who are behind the camera, like really involved in the uh, creative process of whatever project that we're doing. So I always feel at home working with them. And once uh, he mentioned that he was going to do like this martial arts Kung Fu epic. I was both intimidated and excited because <laughs> <laughs> because I've never really leaned into the the Kung Fu style of of, of uh, action uh, because I'm I'm more of an '80s kid, so mm. late '80s kid. So I grew up a lot with a lot of Jackie Chan movies, but like more like Crime Story and Super Cop and and like the more modern stuff and like the only influence of like old type of Kung Fu movies that I had was Bruce Lee. And he was already kind of like ushering in a new era of how to do action. Mm -hmm. And at that time, so my, you could say that my first kind of like, um gateway to to like the the old uh, shaw brothers type uh action was actually the matrix movies when the first matrix came out so i I was like probably like 10 years old 12 years old when that came out so that was kind of like my my gateway and then i started to delve into a couple more other movies and i found another movie called the iron monkey with with, uh donnie yen yeah. yeah. And, and, and that kind of like also spiked my interest, but I never kind of le- lean into that. Uh, the action that I usually do is a little bit more more tactical based or MMA based and stuff. So I was really excited to tackle this because I've, I've always wanted to to kind of. Uh, delve a little bit uh, on that side of of filming action and doing action so thankfully uh uh, i had a a a good uh mentor which is mr samuels he he was basically (laughs) basically just letting me know if i was on the right track each time i send him like videos of what we were doing and what was the style that we were looking for and and wherever he saw maybe something that could be uh bettered he uh delved in and, and helped me out so it was a fun process and and uh, and not only that but we have like really really good performers too i mean the action mm-hmm. is not going to sell if you don't have like the right people doing the moves as well so i mean uh, yeah. uh, ron roxy uh miguel peralta who uh, who plays um uh roxy's sister is a brother i'm sorry yeah yep. <laughs> brother and uh and also marios who plays uh, iron leg in, in the movie so these guys are just the uh, top notch and and they're very easy to work with and so whatever style you put them in they they really excel so yeah, yeah. it was it was exciting and and uh, i'm really happy with what we did
0: And you should be, it's, it's, it's great stuff. Um, speaking of, of those uh, actors with those skills, let me go to Roxy here. And, uh, for everybody that's listening, um, Angel is going to be kind enough to do translations for me. So, uh, Roxy, um, can you tell, tell me, first of all, welcome. So, so great to have you. Um, but, uh, can you tell me, uh, who were your influences growing up as martial artists and then as as, you know, maybe martial arts actors?
1: Sí, para empezar, bienvenida y muchas gracias por estar aquí. Y pues la pregunta es básicamente quiénes fueron tus uh, actores o artes marcialistas que te inspiraron cuando estabas más chica o más pequeña.
5: Bueno, primero que nada, muchas gracias de nuevo. Para mí es un honor poder estar compartiendo y que por fin muchos de, de nuestros seguidores puedan escucharme y pueda pues platicar con ellos acerca de, de toda esta experiencia, de todo lo que hemos hecho. Y para mí, bueno, siempre desde niña, Bruce Lee siempre fue el primero que yo conocí y hasta la fecha, digo, no tuve, o muchos no tuvimos esa fortuna de, de poder verlo, conocerlo en estos tiempos en vida, pero él es pues quien me ha inspirado la mayor parte de él, en tanto en la actuación tanto también
1: en mi entrenamiento es, para mí es una gran motivación well uh, first of all thank you for having me and uh, yeah um, it, it's been a pleasure working with the uh, with these fantastic people and uh, well the only one that comes to mind for me is Bruce Lee who inspired me and not only in the acting part but also in the training uh, area I've always been inspired by him and his story and what he's do- he's done
0: that's awesome uh and uh, i i do bring that up uh because and uh, i'll I'll address this to the whole crowd but it's it's going to be pointed to roxy in in particular because a lot of great martial arts uh, actors out there um a handful of great female martial arts actors out there but when it comes to latina female martial artists what do we got? I mean, you know what? What is your what is your what is uh, your take on that as a group? And then uh, then uh, I'll go to Roxy. So uh, Angel, if you could if you could set that up for her. But you guys talk to me about that because you know that is a a a, a, a huge uh, case for representation uh, that 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 you guys uh, allowed Roxy to do here for this film.
2: So I'll, I'll start off um, for for me. I realized. Over the years, as I've been filming in in in, in uh, Tijuana and Rosarita and Sonata, I've, I've also gone to Guadalajara, where Roxy is from. Um, I realized that the, the action the action audience is underserved with individuals that look like them. Like, uh, we have an African-American action female star, my, my sister, Gillian White, uh, Michael's uh, wife. Uh, my sister, Amy Johnson, is doing quite well as, as well. Um, but there really isn't any Latina. Um, having done three or four films now with Roxy and just seeing the, the screen charisma that she exudes, I knew that you know, She had a bright future And she could lead that charge um, We did Several films uh, Contacto Finale Episode zero, zero I think we did And El Hombre yeah. de Tijuana Was another one we did And then uh, recently Blackout Of which we won uh, Best uh, independent film recently for uh, and so, In New York City so, yeah, Conferno, uh, yeah. she, she turned into a brilliant performance In that film While we were filming Blackout Jeff and I were discussing what you know the next venture with Shadowfist, and I said I saw actually uh, Roxy and uh, M- Mikey, uh, Mikey doing kung fu, um, and they they've studied for many years together, and I could see the the charisma between the two of them, and I said, "Wow, there's something here," and then Jeff said, "I got it," and so hence we came up with the the brother and sister aspect of. Uh, our story baseline for shadow fist, which is common amongst most Shaw Brother films and the older style films, the brother and sister type of vibe. So it fit perfectly. And again, she just exudes such charisma on screen. You know, her battle with Ron Hall was amazing. Uh, yeah. and it's another, there's, there's so many gems inside of shadow fist where she just shines, not only martial art wise, but just really on point acting wise, probably one of the best, uh, Latin actresses that I've ever worked with that's awesome yeah that that's that's actually
4: pretty pretty apt um the and and to be honest and more to the point this all was kind of like a happy accident we we wound we wound up traveling down there with uh Lomong years ago and we met all these fine folk and um one thing that, that Bobby and I share from, from, different, from different backgrounds, I, I went to NYU, he went to Hong Kong, and both experiences basically taught us to lean into a happy accident. If you if you have a a great sunset and your camera is facing away from it, we turn the camera around, we face the sunset, we get the beauty in the the shot. So as we started to discover, like, wow, these these folks down here are really interested in, in, in Kung Fu films, Kung Fu filmmaking, and and they have talent. And and the more that we spent time with them and we kept going back, we started realizing certain people really had a had a knack and had a gift for it. Roxy especially stood out. Mikey stood out, some other folks stood out. And as we went along, we met Angel, we met we met Omar, we met some of these other fine folks and we and it wasn't it wasn't so much of a thing as like we're gonna make the next Latina action star. She sort of rose to the occasion and, and we rose up to meet her. and and include her in in what we had intended to do and as bobby said after shadow fist 2 we were like how can we make three special and we kind of just volleyed this idea back and forth he was like i want to do something with mikey and roxy because they just got something (laughs) and that's one thing that that bobby has an eye for is like if he says somebody's going to be a good character i've learned to like I don't even question anymore. I just like, oh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll, write, we'll write that in and figure it out. And I said, I got it, brother and sister. He was like, yes. And then from there, <laughs> we, we just, we just, it was like a tennis match, back and forth, until we kind of had this, this shell of a story. Angel came in and was like, hey, what if we? And I was like, yep, we're doing that. Whatever Angel just said, we're putting that in. We're 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 scratching this out of the script. And then Roxy and and Mikey just just really took. What we what we put together and just I mean you've seen the film oh like, yeah I, I was surprised I'm 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 watching the scene and I'm rereading the script like did I did, we, did I write that like that <laughs> 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 it's so good and it, and, it, and it just it just came together so so yeah like Roxy has the has the chops to to be that person that doesn't exist yet there is no yeah. real. Latina action star, but I think it should and could and will be Roxy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Roxy. Let me let me ask you then, um, uh, as a Latina martial artist uh, and now Latina martial arts actress, uh, are you aware of um, what you could bring to the martial arts uh, film tapestry, uh, being a Latina martial artist?
1: See, uh, Roxy, um. Pues tú siendo una latina arte marcialista y ahora actriz arte marcialista, eh, si ¿sí estás como consciente de lo que tú puedes traer al, al tapiz de, de lo que es el cine de artes marciales uh, como latinoamericana.
5: Sí, sí, es pues siento que es como una responsabilidad muy grande. Sinceramente no puedo creer hasta el momento todo, pues toda la respuesta que hemos tenido, todo el reconocimiento que, que nos ha dado la gente, todo el apoyo que me dan, que todo lo que me dicen y que me la creo, que está el talento y, y pues eso es prácticamente lo que me motiva. A estas alturas para mí sigue siendo pues algo que me sigue sorprendiendo de lo cual sigo aprendiendo y pues claro que me encantaría seguir en esta industria, seguir aprendiendo y creciendo y así mismo influenciar a otras mujeres que vean que también nosotras podemos las latinas, podemos porque pues no, no conozco, hasta el momento no conozco a otras actrices que, que hagan acción y apenas que me estoy incursionando en este camino, en este nuevo mundo, pues es cuando conozco ya un poquito más. Digo, ya conozco a otras chicas ahora que estuvimos trabajando con, con todo el equipo acá en Tijuana, eh, pero en sí espero seguir teniendo más proyectos, seguir aprendiendo y motivar a más chicas, es invitarlas y que vean que pues las, el camino de las artes marciales pues Sí, es una gran disciplina, es, es un estilo de vida, pero también pueden ver esa opción, ¿no? Verlo como, como una profesión, en este caso en el cine. Esperemos que, que ahora en México, eh, digo, ese sería, ese sería un propósito, por ejemplo, el, el que nosotros sigamos promocionando, el que, el que sigamos trabajando juntos y que nos sigan conociendo y más chicas, porque hay muchas chicas mexicanas con muchísimo talento, que yo las veo en pantalla grande. Y sí, es una gran responsabilidad y me encanta y estoy muy agradecida.
1: All right, that's a lot, so I'm gonna try and, and no. do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, I know it's a, a big responsibility and uh, and I'm very excited for it. Um, the response from the people has been awesome. They want to keep seeing us, keep uh, uh, keep us there. The the compliments that I've been receiving of the work that we've been doing is, is so incredible. And I just want to inspire more uh, women and Latin American women, Mexican women to delve more into martial arts and, and just inspire them more. And hopefully I'll be able to work in more projects in this industry for longer and uh, just inspire people to uh especially women Latin women that we can do this we can do this type of 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 action and this type of um work and, and just have fun with it and but yeah it's a big responsibility and I'm very very, very excited
0: for it that's fantastic that's fantastic Ron let me ask you because you you tangled with Roxy there uh the martial arts aspect of it how, how important was it to get that right for this film?
3: Well, I think uh, the action has to support the story, the setting, the aesthetic, and Bobby's vision is authentic. I mean, Bobby speaks Cantonese. You know, Bobby grew up watching martial art movies, and he put all those sensibilities together to make the action soar, make the scene soar, the visual soar, so it's not just about one element, meaning that if you watch this film, you will get something that resembles a Shaw Brother film, but it's not... It's something uniquely its own and it's Bobby's. And, uh, you know, I have to commend him for doing that. And uh, I think that uh, the whole world has been introduced to martial art movies through Asian filmmakers. But now as time has gone on, the whole entire world are engaged in the making of martial art movies. And people want to see their own heroes, their own culture, the stories told through uh, their lens and their perspective. And I believe that uh, filmmakers like Bobby, you know, uh, Robert and myself, along with all the other uh, members of the crew, I think that um, we're all reaching for that kind of place where we can express uh, our cultural sensitivities through martial art action films. And also at the same time, I recently had a guy, a Chinese guy said to me, well, Ron, isn't that kind of like cultural appropriation? And I said to him, this is a form of tribute and honor because these guys were my heroes and this is the best way in my limited capacity that i could pay homage to all of these people who've influenced me and added so much to my life and my character uh to uh give what they gave to me and put that back out into the world so um it's you know it's a win-win all the way around
0: that's awesome um let me uh let me take a break here and and show the trailer uh, so that, uh, Angel can, uh, can take a break from translating too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hang tight, everybody. Let's take a look at the Shadowfish 3 trailer right here.
2: In the third century AD, a little known sect of ascetic monks tapped into a potentially limitless power. They sealed these techniques behind a scroll of holy ruins.
5: Hace más de 30 años que no se ha visto el pergamino inmortal. ¿Qué vieron en el parque de hoy? Inmortalidad. Poder infinito. Tranquilo, ten paciencia, hermano.
0: awesome 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 now that, just looking at that though um, are you is there any part of, uh, of you uh, of all you guys that uh, it's kind of sad to uh, say goodbye to the Shadow Fist uh, universe <laughs> well,
1: um, ne- never say never I guess never say never right
2: for me, <laughs> for me um, I remember when I, I approached Roxy to do this film and I said I know you saw It Man but I don't want you to be Donnie Yin. I want you to be Roxy, but I want you to be Donnie-ish. <laughs> so um, she read right into it and knew exactly how to make those adjustments in order for her to stand out and not just be a bite. I tell you the biggest challenge for me for for both Shadow Fist two and three was I felt as though how would the how would the audience respond when they see African Americans in like kung fu clothes? And then how would they respond when, when we have Latinas and, 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 and Hispanic people in Kung Fu clothes? I always thought that the clothes aspect would be a problem as to be acceptable because most of the, 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 the clothing is Chinese garb. But my job, Jefferson's job, was an, an angel's job because he was just as much instrumental in, in helping us formulate this story to what you see on screen. Um was to create a world where people can live vicariously through and would not think about the cosmetics of what the characters were wearing. That was very important. I I was certain that if the film didn't have its acting moments, and again, I didn't want it to be just something that, how can I say it? Uh, Just a routine bunch of fight scenes, that's it. I needed this particular one to have certain emotional elements i needed the story to drive it and the action to be the anchor whereas the other versions we were heavy on action and we didn't really delve too much into the the backdrop of the story for for the scroll um, but i i did say to jefferson i said this time around we really need to concentrate on the the story aspect and the acting you know and roxy went into to training and rehearsal for about six months prior to the character i remember when we had shout out to james Santi, and Jason Santi, um, our, our Mexico producers, they were very instrumental in everything we do down there, making sure that we have everything we need in order to pull off these visions that we do. So I really want to thank them. I mean, without them, this could not have been possible. Um, uh, Giselle as well, his wife, they, they they all treat us very kindly. But um, yeah, that's just from my, my perspective. Roxy uh, read into the character and she really... With Scorsese on it, that's all I can say.
4: <laughs> well, and and further further to to your point, and and um, to sort of more directly get get to the question, like as, as Angel said, never say never. And I, it's after we did the first one, it was sort of a thing where it was like, okay, we need to expand the, this universe and make it into something that could be, you know, carried on for you know, indefinitely if we wanted it, if we wanted to. And I, I've always been a thing for like I like McGuffins. And so I came up with this idea for the scroll. And um shout out to uh Johanna Socasio, my, my lady created this uh this scroll, the physical artifact that you see on screen she made for, by hand. And when I once I saw it, it kinda like brought me into this this whole story concept of like it could be anywhere at any time for it, for any type of a person, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't, so it doesn't depend so much on a character. It can continue to pass hands. This, this iteration of, of shadow fist is like, we don't want to necessarily only do fu movies for the rest of our lives. We like to do all kinds of storytelling. As you'll see on us, on the side of Bobby's screen there, we have blackout out, out now as well. It's a different type of storytelling um that's also why people are are, are looking. so we like to do different things if if there's a budget if if the crowd desert, you know demands it and you want to see more shapes come through from us well i guess we would we would have to accommodate everyone in in that way but you know it, it can live on through the scroll it can pass hands to another person it could, it could go into another era we could go forward we could go backwards and that sort of was the idea with with the whole nature of the scroll and going into this one we thought that along with there being um an emotional element with the brother sister story that you guys deserve to see a little bit more about the backstory of how the scroll came to be what it was about and and what really the meaning
3: of why is everybody after so that was i can not stress enough yeah. I'm sorry. I can't stress enough that uh, it's every component of his vision that makes everything work. Meaning that if the visuals wasn't there to support the action, that would falter. If the costumes weren't there to support the characters, that would falter. So the complete package of having a story, the characters, the look, and the aesthetic of the film, and the action, and the type of act—all of that uh, works together to make it a nice, you know, a nice experience for martial art viewers, or anybody uh, watching martial art action films. And I tell you, since we did it, every time now I speak to people and they're like, uh, Hey, if you
2: talk to Ron, is he going to do any another one? He's going to do another one? I said, yeah, we're working on something, you know. And then they always ask me, well, what about Roxy? Can you can you bring her here? Can she do this, you know? But uh, Roxy was very fortunate. First of all, Roxy's husband and myself, a very good friend, Salvador Rodriguez. Uh, shout out to him. Thank you so much for for, for trusting us. And uh, we made sure we didn't actually hurt your wife. <laughs> but um you know, he supports our vision. He supports his wife. Uh, he knows the talent that she possesses. Um, he's joined us on several films. He was in uh, con Confuego with us, um, but he wasn't able to join us this time around. But um, with his blessings and his guidance, uh, you know, we were able to pull it off. And uh, we just thank everyone associated with the film uh, Angel, B Squad Action, um, James Santi. Ev- everyone. Jason Santi, you name it. Jay Hernandez, everyone. Thank you.
4: Also, Tyari Cassell, our oh, executive producer.
2: Yeah, this, forget it. Have, this would not have happened if it was not uh, for Tyari Cassell and uh, Vincent Cornelius Pittman. Those were our U.S.-based uh, producers for this. Um, without their help, we it wouldn't have happened. And I mean, it really wouldn't have happened because we were down to the wire. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you know, Oso always supports us and then Right there, he took care of what, what needed to be done for us to pull this off.
1: <clears throat> absolutely. Sounds cool.
3: Did we, did we lose Jeff? I have
1: no idea. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I guess
3: you.
2: what? I'm going to take over hosting duties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until he returns.
3: So, Angel. Uh, Jefferson, yes, sir. Jefferson, for yourself, I could do kung fu movies forever, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely.
2: Well, from, um, let me say something. let me let me let me say this while we have this moment. So for me, like you know, I've been doing this for many years. You know, I'm probably in my thirtieth year uh, with my my career in Hong Kong and, and and the films that I've done here in the U S. And I know some people question, well, why is he always doing short films? And you know, I do both. You know, I just finished the film with Keith David and Bruce Davis in a horror film. Uh, I try to mix it up with genre wise. Shout out to Warrington Hutton and and Mike Sargent for giving me that opportunity. Um, but again sometimes when you go to investors they don't really how can i say uh it's very difficult sometimes for african-american black directors to actually get the funding that they need to pull certain things off um so i adjust these projects for whatever funding that i have what if i get smaller budgets then i'll I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll concise the story to to reach that but the basically thing is we will not Quit number one. We will always push forward. We will always do films, uh not just action films. Uh we're in talks right now to do uh several films, you know. We're we're looking at several remakes, we'll discuss in a few. Um
3: so yeah, things are looking good. And Anel. Yes, sir. You know, I'll pay, piggyback on you, Bobby, in terms of the economics. That's probably the factor is having the money to put the vision to the screen that you want without the constraints that it has to be something else. You know, a lot of times when I've approached people about martial art movies, they say, can it be something other than this thing? You know, it's a good idea, but can it start other than African American people? So I think uh, if anyone who's watching wants this to continue or wants it to expand, just follow our works and support our efforts, and uh, you'll see more content like this. It all boils down to the money. Yeah, but you know, you you really you really point out one of the one of the
4: greater strengths of um of doing the end the indie thing, which is we can do what we want to do we we decided to to do you know shadow fist 1 and 2 you not know, with the with the knowledge that with the idea that yeah the, it it is a little unusual to see black people in period costumes running around the forest doing kung fu but we also have a strong belief that if it's done well then you stop you stop thinking about Who's in the costume and who's in front in front of the camera, and get into the to the to the the the, the mythos and the lore of it. Now, you know, Bobby comes from from that Hong Kong background. My my tastes are a little bit more esoteric. I, I I'm into like anime and other things like that, where you do mix characters and and styles. So to me, it never it never really seemed to make any difference whether or not. There were um, black people, white people, just just people in front of a camera, is is what we needed. The right talent, it just happened to be the people that it happened to be. You know what I mean? Like, and it comes across on the on the on the screen, and people seem to seem to appreciate it. I didn't really think about what we were doing in ter- in terms of that until I actually sat back and watched Shadow Fist Two, and I was like, huh it's mostly black people running around the forest doing shapes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of unusual. But then again, you you have anime like like Afro Samurai and you have, you know, blue art
1: Samurai. That's weird to hear for me because I I grew up in, like my childhood was most of the 90s. So I grew up watching Power Rangers. And for me, Power Rangers brought uh, like a uh, multicultural aspect to martial arts. I mean, it wasn't just uh, Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, who did martial arts? It was uh, your white kid, your black kid, your Latino kid, your you know. So uh, I I I think I was blessed in that aspect because uh, I was I, I was growing up with media that showed. A a very multicultural palette it wasn't just limited to one culture it was it was shared through a kids show where you battled monsters from (laughs) in the city or or whatever right and in the forest Uh, but uh, once they they took off those (laughs) costumes they were just people who casually were from different cultures so it's it's weird sometimes for me to kind of like delve into that the uh, cultural lens because i i never saw it or i never grew up with that um cultural lens because most of what i saw was multi multicultural i mean I uh, uh, i grew up watching from Jackie Chan movies to Wesley Snipes movies, you know, and, and I even got a chance to see some Shaft movies because my dad was crazy. But uh, <laughs> I was like a kid watching Shaft movies. I don't think that was that was a good thing to do as a parent, but okay. And um, I don't know, it, it, it's weird for me sometimes uh, like uh, talking about the cultural aspect of it, but um, But we're proof that it happens and that we have like the, uh, the, the want to have that multi- multicultural uh, entertainment, you know, and and not only that, but to uh, one of the things, kind of like uh, continuing a little bit of what this uh, Mr. Samuels was saying about um, worrying about the outfits and 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 stuff like that. Uh, I didn't see a problem with it because at the end of the day, we all spoke our own language, you know, yeah. like the, the like Roxy and Mike being latino they spoke spanish and ron uh being from the us he spoke english so uh it it, we already approached the material uh even though it's like in a fantastical world with a more multicultural like perception you know i mean why would they be speaking english or chinese or whatever other language you think of because of the aesthetic but if they're latin people who speak spanish they would speak spanish you know i mean they 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 wouldn't be speaking any any other language and the same for ron i mean if he's from the us or he grew up in that culture why would he speak chinese or whatever other language just because of the aesthetic Uh, and that's where i think we we really kind of like opened up a um a different way of just seeing how you can present this type of stories with a multicultural um aspect to it and still make it feel your own right or make it feel unique so yeah i think that that was important for us
0: let me jump in. first of all thank you for keeping the conversation going i apologize for that you, text law out there <laughs> no
3: believe me
1: all you right. leave us you know, Attention grabbing divas alone, and we're
0: just gonna be talking your ear off. Yeah, yeah let me let me jump in there though, because um, uh, I, I did want to uh, hop on that point. Because, um, while you guys were dressed up in in the uh, the you know, the Chinese um clothing, um, at no point, uh, credit to all the actors in this because at no point was I like, uh, well, why are they speaking Spanish? Um, and you know, why do we have black guys in in, uh, in Chinese garb? Right. Uh, because i was in, into the story right away and uh, again credit to the actors and for telling that story and for making us not even care that mm-hmm. uh the races were represented it, it wasn't about race it wasn't about language um there was a story that we followed uh and uh, i wanted to find out the relationship with the brother and sister and where they were going to go and then there was the big boss that they had to get to so um being immersed in that um was uh immediately the focus of the story and that was what carried me through it so i didn't care that our, our main characters are speaking spanish because uh, spanish-speaking people can do kung fu why not <laughs> excellent excellent
3: thank you so much yeah, if i could say something jeff you know, jeff, uh, you know cult- culture is just an expression of humanity from different perspectives i mean we're all human and we are learning as the world becomes a smaller place. People all over the world—we're just learning more about each other. So it's a process of becoming familiar with different cultures, different perspectives, different way of looking at life, different languages. That gets uh, you know all the people in the world to get a little bit closer, and that's one aspect of martial art movies that um, I'm interested in promoting is the uh, you know the the expanding of kind of cultural boundaries so that everyone around the world can just appreciate it for just what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's perfect. And, uh, it, the, uh, the martial arts landscape, particularly in cinema, it, uh, continues to expand and grow. Although, um, it isn't what you guys put on screen here. You know, we're, we we do not have that, that, um, that sense of, uh, spirituality uh that that kung fu uh martial arts sensibility um because it kind of gets buried now in in action and there's there's uh you know there's it's more gunplay and more um uh you know stylized action which is great there's nothing wrong with it obviously we we love we all loved uh, the matrix films and, and john wick is awesome and all that but um the throwback to uh the shaw brother stuff and the golden harvest stuff that you guys put together for shadow fist um that's something that i don't know that we're ever going to get back to because we haven't seen that since Crouching tiger hidden dragon but i might be wrong what do you guys think are we are, are we ever going to uh get back some of that uh golden age kung fu film stuff on screen is, is that going to translate now for for western audiences again ever So for me, as I'll just speak first, for for me, um, Andy Chang's
3: Into the Badland proved that wrong. Mm. That's just a given. Yeah, it was dropped by AMC. Um,
2: However, I think it did three or four seasons and uh, it was very well received. And again, I just don't think I think I think the audience always loves. Good action good visuals a good story and they like to live vicariously through the characters characters are so important that's what samuel taught me years ago he says because i asked him i said why are your films so good all the time and he said well
1: <laughs> the number
2: one thing is characters i pay attention to characters i like to create characters that the audience can live vicariously through and so that's always been my mission statement um as you can see blackout Yep. And Shadow are two polarly different films, action-wise, story-wise, um, yet both have a place in cinema. Um, I was a little worried at first with Blackout, of it because it was off the beaten path for for what we do, um, but it was well received, and um, for that I thank the audience. And it just goes to show that to have an eclectic style, to have high impact visuals, and 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 just synergy of actors performance i think that's the that's the future it's hard to pigeonhole what 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 the audience will like you know i think i'll tell you one good film which had the formula was um the film michelle Yeo won for uh the oscar for
0: everything everywhere all at once yeah
2: correct they were smart enough to use youtube sensation marshall club which i always felt was The future i kept saying to myself ron and i Hmm. worked with him years ago i said listen these guys are the future i guarantee you that and then look what ended up happening yeah uh so yeah i i I can spot the the ones that have that that it factor that that screen charisma and you know the
4: the piggyback off of what what bobby was was saying um we That that was the whole experiment. That's the whole Shadow Fist experiment in a nutshell. Yeah. Was that's what that's why the first short that we did was like only six or seven minutes long, because we didn't know how it would be received. And and if we're going by how how the the martial arts audience and the audience at large has responded to these films, my guess is going to be yeah. I think I think like Bobby said, if it's well done. If the story is told well, and 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 story is is really story and character are are two very central elements to to any film. one of my one of my favorite things that that that's being aired right now is something on Netflix called Blue-eyed Samurai, which is very oh. different. But it's so dope it's right you've seen it it's so dope because it's so off the beaten path it's so but it's but it does its own thing in a similar way like it gave me chills because it's kind of what i feel like we're doing it's it's not it's it's taking all all those considerations oh what if people don't like it what if people are like oh this is weird because it's a bunch of mexicans running around the desert speaking (laughs) spanish and whatnot like who cares yeah. Like, like we, we wanted to tell a good story. We, have good, we had good actors. We had excellent martial artists and, and people who understand filmmaking. And when you have those elements and, and you're creating art for the sake of art... And not trying to to guess what's gonna be the next blockbuster, just making something that that you feel is is true to yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can go wrong. As our other partner, Reese Tanaka, always says, you know, this type of film is what he calls the essence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting <laughs> getting in getting into the woods, getting into that you know, like you see the the bamboo trees, and you know, somebody's got got a, a shape going. Like when, when it's done well. And when and when it, it's well acted and, and the story is engaging, people yeah. are gonna are gonna show up. Yeah,
2: and real quick, yeah. real quick to piggyback on what Jeff is saying. Real quick, um, Reese Tanaka is actually the third member of our four films. He, he, yep. he kind of plays behind the scenes. He doesn't like to be out in, the, in the, out in public, but everything we do, he's, his stamp is on in some way. So when we bring it to him, he's the one who would say, "No, nah, that." that shit, that stuff is not good or
5: <laughs>
2: that's whack you know so he has a he has a temperament for what's what's hot what's not that's whack that's corny and we kind of use him as a gauge a lot when we when we run in ideas and, and visuals and and then you know for for, for for that matter these these posters he created them you know yeah um he's a big fan of roxy uh And just like my phone won't stop blowing up about roxy (laughs) you know everybody's asking me what are you doing next with her what are you doing next you know she she has truly grown a fan base here in the united states and for that i'm very i'm very happy for her you know my job i've had my time i've had my career I, i really want to concentrate on directing right now I'll do the occasional acting, fine. But for me, it's it's directing, and it's offering opportunities to individuals who would not have an opportunity in this case. Roxy gets to battle a legend, Ron Hall,
3: (laughs) and the fans are in for it. Yeah, sure. And to follow Bobby, you know, um, everything goes in cycles. You know, people forget there was once a time that Star Wars was completely gone, and somehow Star Wars got resurrected and now we see all types of where Star Wars literally has become its own genre. So with martial art action films, it's the same way. Uh, A well-told story, interesting characters, excellent action. Mm -hmm. All it has to do is be put together and uh, I'm sure audiences will embrace it because the template's already been formed. Mm -hmm. We're not doing anything new. We're just doing something now that's directly connected to what was done before. Mm
0: -hmm. Angel, you had something to to uh, say that real quickly?
1: Well, not not much. I mean, uh, you get you guys have here just legends of uh, of the subject. Um my perspective would be is that I think that there's a lot of like very good martial art movies out there, especially coming obviously from Asia, right? From from China, from Japan, from Korea. And and just as the market just keeps expanding, we as audiences uh, would like to see more of our, our our culture embedded in in those type of scenarios, right? Because one one of my pet peeves, you could say, is that in Mexico there's no like real action cinema uh, being produced. The closest thing that we have is like the narco uh, movies or uh, narco series and stuff like that, but there's um there's something that is not being tapped into in regards to the genre uh because it's very limited to like eh, guns and explosions and stuff like that but like hand-to-hand combat like being produced over here at a high quality like they're doing in the U.S. or in China or in Japan or in Korea, even in, in Europe and in and, and France and, and England, even in Spain, that they're already starting to produce a lot of really good action uh, movies and, and series. And here in Mexico, we've been very behind on that genre. genre. So uh, working with Sa- uh, Mr. Samuels and, and Jeff have really, like, pushed me to kind of, like, Keep digging into the genre more, and I think is that we just want to produce uh, action movies or uh, or just good stories, but usually with excitement, which usually sure. action brings that to the story, right? So uh, I think the hunger that we have is that we want to see ourselves in those like big situations and like because one of one of my theories is that uh when your culture or your country has a very healthy uh uh, uh, a very healthy industry movie industry You'll find that you produce a lot of genres and the ones that are most produced to make money or to entertain people, to connect with people are action movies or uh, epics, you know, like uh, war epics or or martial arts movies or the action thrillers, etc. And what happens with those narratives most of the time is that you get um, people like facing uh super you know unthinkable odds and uh how they get through those uh situations through sh- sheer will and skill and ability right and uh, uh, to overcome those those difficulties and if your country develops those type of narratives for the screen you kind of create this weird uh collective uh self-esteem as i like to put so that's why at least from our perspective in in mexico is that the in the us they you guys see yourselves as the heroes because you're always seeing movies that shows yourselves as the heroes you know you always uh the saving the planet from a space invasion or uh, uh I don't know, stopping the drug cartel or doing something big that saves the world in some way or form. And that creates like this weird uh, uh, self uh, collective self-esteem. And for the countries that lack that type of narrative in their entertainment, I feel that have low self-esteem, like collective self-esteem. And I think Mexico suffers a little bit from that. So... But thanks to Samuels and Jeff, and and they trusting me with, you know, with their babies each time they come, just motivates me more to create uh, those tough types of of narratives. But now casted directed written by mexicans for mexicans and for the latin culture as well so uh i mean thank you guys and i completely get you when you say that you that the you would like to see more martial arts movies because uh you feel connected to that and you just want to see yourself more in that type of stories you know yeah
0: Uh, speaking of recognition uh Bobby Samuels, I'm going to hand the uh, floor to you and I'm going to uh, put something up on screen and then I'll let you take over. Okay. (laughs) So,
2: with this uh, being said, uh, even before the film has been released, uh, you can translate this for Roxy. uh, You can tell her congratulations. These are all the awards she
1: has won as of today. Estas son todas las invitaciones que has ganado hasta la fecha.
5: Muchas gracias. De verdad sigo pues sin creer todo, todo el resultado que que se ha logrado, que ha sido gracias a a todo el equipo. Gracias a Bobby, a Jefferson, Ángel, que pues. Es por ustedes que que se ha logrado todo esto, porque yo simplemente escucho, acato órdenes y yo hago lo que me piden. Y pues lo único que hago es Kung Fu, tiro golpes y me esfuerzo lo más que puedo y lo hago con todo el corazón para todos ustedes. Muchas gracias. Eh, Ustedes son los que hicieron posible todo esto. Gracias
1: uh well thank thank you i mean i can't believe just the response that we've had to to this uh project and not only that but it's just thanks to to samuels and jeff and the whole crew because I, i'm only there and i just do what they tell me to do and i just fight kung fu <laughs> and just uh you know do my own thing but they just tell me what to do and i do it but uh thanks to the work that we've done collectively. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, it's amazing the results that we've been getting and just so exciting. And thank you. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Clearly, she's she not just showing more up
4: and doing kung fu. Yeah, to. really? <laughs> <laughs> she does a little more than just what we tell her to. You bring, you bring look, look, one, two, three, five, seven. It's, it's, it couldn't happen without Roxy. It's, it's definitely. It's yeah, Roxy definitely. And, and, and
2: Ron. I mean, it's a fantastic performances. And, so. and Mike. Congratulations to you all.
0: All of you, uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, the, you deserve the recognition, um, for, for again, bringing uh, some of this, uh, back to the screen, uh, for all of us martial arts fans that, that, uh, that love to uh, relive those Shaw brothers, uh, golden harvest days, but, um, not just that, but putting uh, a strong story out there, uh, for us to get, uh, to sink our teeth into and follow along. Um, you know, uh, we may not see uh, the Shadow Fist universe again for a little bit, but you know uh, we'll be able to take some of that with us, and uh, hopefully you'll bring more of that magic to future films uh, that we can get into. And, and Roxy, you know, and Ron, uh, Angel, uh, Jeff, uh, and uh, Bobby, you know, hopefully um, there's more collaborations in the future uh, that bring more of this uh, martial arts magic to us all.
2: Well, if the, fa- if the fans want to see more of this type, we would. Definitely be honored, you know. Um, the difficult part again—it's it's the funding, as always, you know. Sure. Uh, so yeah, what what it really takes is for fans to invest in these type of things. You know what I mean? A dollar. If I have if, if I have five thousand fans and they each gave me a dollar, well, I have a five thousand dollar budget right there for to create the magic. Um, but you just have to willing be willing to you know help us move forward. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think, I think we brought a small clip with, uh, today to show you guys
0: as well. We have an exclusive clip, and uh, I'm just looking at the time, and, and uh, I know I missed a little bit of the conversation, but man, I can't believe that we already blew an hour uh, yeah. through this. But uh, <laughs> I, I, and I, I promise to get you guys out of here quickly. But I, I want to show this clip, so so buckle up and uh, take a look at this exclusive clip from Shadowfish Three: The Final Chapter.
5: Paciente. escucha. Tienes que aprender. ...a sentir el momento indicado. Y no hacer las cosas cuando te da tu regalada gana. ¿Y tú qué? Ay, eres bien... Eres bien apretada. O quieres hacer todo a tu forma y como tú quieres. Sifu dice que mi Kung Fu es más fuerte. Y cada día va mejorando. Muéstramelo. ¿Qué? Muéstramelo. ¿Ya ahorita? Sí. Ahorita. cállate, siéntate, obligame, escucha lo que te voy a decir, obligame,
0: ah, that's awesome. So good. So good. <laughs> excellent. excellent. Thank you so much.
2: So th- look, folks, this comes out in January. Uh, so look forward. We're going to start the year off with a bang. So we greatly appreciate all the support. And thank you for the love and support we have for Blackout, too. Thank you so much. Roxy's in that too. Make sure you watch it. Another Dynamite performance.
0: Yeah, so uh, there's uh, the YouTube for uh, R4 Films Is scrolling there, um, but they also have a Vimeo that will be out there. So take a look so you can catch uh, Blackout as well. Um, stay tuned for Shadowfish 3, which, uh, as Bobby said, is coming out in January. Um, let me get some last words from everybody. Uh, Ron, let me start with you.
3: Um, I would just like to say thank you for everybody, the cast and the crew, to invite me to be a long part of your journey. I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to making more films with uh, R four films, and uh, you know, yeah,
0: that's it. Ron, right tell, tell everybody where they can follow you as well. I know uh, Jet Black uh, uh, Productions, uh, let, let us know where we can follow you. Sure. Uh, you can
3: follow me on all social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Ron Hall or Ron Hall Kung Fu Bro. So you can find me there.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out to the chat. Uh, great to speak with you. Looking forward to uh, seeing what else you bring to the whole martial arts landscape. Uh, Angel, let me cut over to you. Well, I would like to just say thanks. Thank you
1: for having us here just to talk chop and uh what we love to do uh it's it's been a a, it's been a ride it's been an interesting uh, set of three years for sure (laughs) and uh just being able to be part of this uh, family that that uh, has kind of like formed itself out of like just uh the will to do something awesome so uh, I'm really grateful to, to have met Samuels and, and Jeff uh, And just uh, believe me we're gonna do everything we can to keep working together. I mean, we we just l- like what we do and we feel very comfortable with each other. So uh, You will see a lot more stuff coming from us as a team as a unit as as we go on and and um, and with a little bit of an asterisk or a parenthesis is that I, I myself am delving into directing now so i have a short film that's going to come out next year that i'm really excited for it's um, it's an action thriller called angie who's going to be um, who's going to be led by a female martial artist known as renee ortiz uh, she you might catch a glimpse of her in blackout. She's the blonde uh, henchman. So you just... Kind of want to know who she is. She's in blackout right now, but believe me, once you see her and Angie, you're just are gonna fucking flip out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited for you guys to see that. Stay tuned. Uh, uh, you could follow me in, at uh, Angel G Brophy Official and in Instagram and on Facebook, and I'll be posting there most likely the first teaser poster that we have. We're gonna. Uh, put it out in january so stay tuned for that and you guys are going to be very excited with that project as well
0: awesome you did some amazing work here so looking forward to uh, everything that you bring to the screen and stay tuned uh, right there because we i'm going to need uh, you to translate roxy roxy let me cut Don't over worry, to you. I'm, not, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> um roxy uh, amazing on Shadowfish Three, amazing work on Blackout. Um, I, I, I'm so looking forward to everything else that you're going to bring uh, to the screen. But tell us, uh, tell us some last words, and then let us know where we can follow you.
1: Eh, Roxy, pues muchas felicidades por los ambos proyectos. Te, la, la verdad te, te, te ves muy bien haciendo lo que haces, eh, y pues ahora sí no sé si quieres decir algo, algunas últimas palabras antes de, de cerrar el programa.
5: Muchas gracias. Todo este resultado se lo debo a todos ustedes y también quiero incluir y darle un agradecimiento enorme a mis maestros que pues fueron ellos que me han impulsado a hacer cosas nuevas, a mejorar cada cada proyecto que se presente en mi vida, eh, Sifusanti, Santi, al maestro Jaime Lino en Tijuana. Y mi esposo Salvador también, que que él es el que está ahí detrás de mí dándome sus mejores consejos. Y pues sobre todo a ustedes, que son los que con los que me he crecido más, he aprendido en este medio. Yo espero poder seguir dando golpes que ustedes puedan seguir disfrutando del trabajo que que hacemos. Y pues nada, eh, gracias infinitas. Les deseo lo mejor. Que gracias, gracias por habernos visto, por haberme escuchado. Y les envío un enorme abrazo.
1: All right. Let me gather myself. <laughs> 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 I,
3: uh,
1: I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you to all of you because the this project and this uh, the, the results that we've had is thanks to all of you. I want to thank my, thank my Sifu Santi, who's been pushing me to get better at. Uh, all of this. And I just can't say enough thank you uh, because you've been my mentors throughout this whole process and this medium. And I hope I can keep punching people in the face for you guys <laughs> and as long as we can uh, in other projects. And I just want to say infinite thanks and thank you. Thank you so much. And a huge hug to all of
0: you. Thank you. So, so looking forward to more of your work, Roxy. Jeff, let me cut over to you oh i first of all i I want to say
4: how much uh, i've i've loved working with all these guys I, like this this has been a labor of love and and every every moment um that we've we've been on set we've met we've talked we've planned as has all been just moving in and and through love and uh, and I can't I can't wait for the next thing that we all do together. And I want to thank everybody who's here. I want to thank Vince Vince Pittman. I want to thank Oso Tayari Cassell. I want to thank James and Jason Santi. I want to uh, and I want to thank Mikey. I want to thank Omar. I want to thank uh, uh, Alex Fuentes. I want to thank everybody who showed up and put on costumes and and engaged in this stuff that that we just made up and and now it's a, a real thing you you refer to it as a universe and and <laughs> before 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 we made it up it didn't exist so i'm just i'm just kind of in awe of the whole process and and again i love all y'all guys thank you
0: awesome and uh, we, I love the work that you guys do. Um, you know I'm a fan so I, I will follow everything that you guys work on and uh, I'm looking thank forward to right. everything else that you're bringing to the screen. Um, Bobby, last word from you, sir. Uh,
2: yeah, thank you all. Um, Jeff, appreciate you for having us on the show. Uh, Roxy, mi hermana, Demo. Tamo, love you. Um, Angel, my brother, you know what it is. We, three years running, man. We've we still got more to go.
3: Ron, 30 years, brother. We we still going to keep it (laughs) rocking. Jefferson, you already know what